Tennessee's premier sports radio call-in show. This is The Drive. Good afternoon and welcome. Another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. People really like it when we come back with like an inside joke about something that's been said beforehand and they don't know. That's that's good radio. When the audience is left going, what are they talking about? That That's really good. Sometimes that's, it can be. You got to be funny. It's got to be funny. I'm funny looking. Welcome in another stellar edition of The Drive here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Smith punching the time clock. Russell LeBear here with you. Marcus is running late. It's beginning to be a theme. There's, what are we going to do with this guy? I don't know, man. I, he had his four-day weekend the weekend before yeah. where he, he just – he whatever that was. Whatever that – whatever happened there. Whatever happened with your brother. That whole thing with your brother. Um, he had a – Mysterious illness that he blamed on food poisoning. Yeah, we had the food poison. That was it. It was food poisoning earlier yeah. this week, and now it's oh come on guys, a oh. car probably. He's gone with illness and car troubles in the same week. All I know is this. All I know is this, Bear. Young Ben Slotnick, Benny Slots. That kid. Kid's an up and comer. He's electrifying. That's for sure. That's a, that kid is an up and comer. Marcus Young, and wherever you are right now listening to this, just this is why people in radio don't take vacations. You come back, and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Things worked just fine without that guy. You don't see me taking many vacations. No, no. I took one. I'd like to take another one. Come to think of it. You're kind of immune to that whole part of the – Anyway – Anyway, well, I've never come back and, and it's been like, it's oh, things, be things went fine without him. If one, Once that stopped happening, I was like, oh, I could go on a few more vacations. Well, rumors of the demise of Tennessee's basketball program were greatly exaggerated, it turns out. <laughs> big Orange last night, doing big things, taking down number one Alabama. Roll down tide. In Thompson Bowling Assembly Center and Arena, the sixth win over an AP number one team in program history for the Big Orange. Second win against a top five opponent of the season. And five in a row now against top five teams. That is incredible. Five wins in a row against AP top five opponents. Ten times in the Barnes era now. The Deacon has taken down a top-five opponent. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What was that crazy stat? I I can't remember if it was on air, if it was when we were talking before the show. That crazy stat you told me about Barnes, and it's like eight out of nine Barnes owns. Eight eight of the nine wins. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible right now, the the way this team gets up for – the way Rick Barnes' program, his teams get up for the big ones. And we can 
certainly have conversation about consistency. Again, you know, the, the hey. It's a little bit of a bugaboo. I, I, I was wrong. Again, I know. Shock. Millionth time for everything. But I thought all week, man, I thought, you know what? Tyreek Key has turned the corner, baby. <laughs> He's got it going now. Yeah. Uh, ain't no turning back now. Uh-uh. He is going to be consistent. He's going to be that dude. Instant offense off the bench. I would have started him. Ice cold. Oh. Like Andre 3000 said. I mean, Ice it's cold. Like, you know, Adu plays well last night. His first career double-double, 12 points, 11 rebounds, three blocks. I thought he God, was if fantastic. We and what's crazy about it is anyone like last night he had the his career night he had a double double, and I keep thinking like man if a dude could just do that every night, you know like Jarnell yeah. Stokes did for us. Well, and you know he's been inconsistent. Key's inconsistent. Ziegler and Vescovy with fifteen apiece last night. If if you can start getting that, and they've been. Like, Z, that's the best Ziegler's played in a while. Like, if you look at Vescovy, like, the free throw stuff stands out. But he's been hitting 12-14 for a couple of games now. He, the losses last week against Vandy, Missouri, I, I believe it was 12-14 and 14 or, or maybe 14-14 and 14 or something like that. Like, if you can get that, you can get 15-ish a night right. from those two. That That might be as good as we can possibly hope for right now in the consistency department. And as crazy as it sounds, I feel pretty good about it. If we can continue to play defense at the level we're playing it at, because if you consistently get 30 points out of the two of them, well, that was, that was and we're holding people under, you know, most people under 60, the rest of the guys don't have to do a whole lot to get us up over what we need to get. But that was a turn back the clock effort, right? Because we hadn't been getting that kind of defense. And, you know, Vanderbilt and – Mizzou kind of lit Tennessee up. Zakai looked a lot more focused to me last night. Like, whatever. Oh, he, he was unbelievable, man. He, he was the maestro. Eight assists, no turnovers. I mean, that's the story of the game right there. He ran the show. He's the best player on the floor. So, you had a you had really good seats. That's like, a great How crazy did that point. look live when he went a, totally around that well, guy? Did, was, like he was doing the curly kneel. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, because I went back and watched the TV uh, version of the game this morning, and – that was the play where he's doing that, and he's just lost. Like, he's as lost as the defense. Like, nothing is he happening. He ain't going to stop dribbling, though. Yeah, nothing's happening on that play, and he kind of panics and just like, uh, I'm shooting now. And he shoots it, and it was it rolled halfway in and then out. And I'm telling you, man, the atmosphere in that arena last night was great. If that shot fell, you talk about the roof blowing off the place. Like, everybody was – like you could feel it everybody's holding their breath willing it to go in and it just eked out and it was i was on the edge of my seat at the house and i think how loud was it oh it was great man i I said last night on voluntary reaction listen man i've been going to that arena since i was seven years old in in the don devoe era 19 late 80s and seen some some good environments good environments through the years man through all the eras you know jerry green had that place rocking um, Bruce Pearl had that place rocking, and and Rick Barnes has had some some big games in there. Last night was as good as it's ever been, and I'm not going to say it's the loudest or you know top five. It's as good as it's ever been, man. Start to finish, crowds there early, you know pregame fireworks into it from the opening tip through the end. I thought the crowd had Bama rattled a little bit early. I, I do. I, I think they had a huge impact on the game. 
It was awesome. You think that the moment was too was a little bit too big for those guys last night? I think they ran into the thing that Tennessee's ran into before when they're number one. That yeah, that's some Tennessee Randy kind of feel to it last night. Well, lots it? of teams have have ran into that man. Where it's just heavy is the head that wears the crown. Wind blows top uh, hardest at the top of the flagpole, man. You ain't getting anything other than the best effort when you're number one. And it's hard to handle. I still think Alabama's really good, and we might see them again in the SEC tournament, and it might go differently. It might be a different story. But last night was pretty darn awesome. If they do end up going on a run, I think last night's loss will help them. It's going to be hard for me to believe that anybody's going to lock them down. Well, They're, they're kind of a finesse team. They're kind of a finesse team. I mean, they're, they're good. I'm not calling them soft, but – they, they like to spread the floor, and they like to shoot the three, and it's all analytics and, and all that stuff. And they're they're very good, obviously. Very talented. Their scheme is, is really good. Nate Oates is a fantastic coach. We but didn't let we, them. We, you know, we, we made them play our game. We, it was like, we're breaking out the – we're breaking out the knives. It's going to be like West Side Story. We're having a knife fight, man. And and, and they, you know, I, I bet they would want to do things differently now, but they're like, okay, like we're number one, so these we have to be able to win these types of games. And they they tried to, to do it and, and couldn't do it. The one thing that I was most worried about they didn't do, which was constantly attack the rim like I'd seen them do throughout this season. They – because they I can, give, like, take a lot out of you with their – you know, because they're so athletic and those guys are so long and just the crazy dunks that they can throw down and there just wasn't a whole lot of that. I don't think there was much opportunity. And I think Adu and Urosh had a huge part in that. That was the best rim protection we've had in a long time here. They didn't get sucked out on the perimeter a lot. There were plenty of times where Bama players did drive where they, you know, beat the first man – but there was always help, and a lot of times they ended up either dribbling back out or kicking it out, kind of like Ziegler did. Like Tennessee, I thought, did. Had, you know, Vescovy and Ziegler were able to beat their first guy, but then you get in there, you're amongst the trees, and it's like, oh, nothing good's happening down here. No. Let's, get, let's get it back out. Right. And uh, I, I thought Tennessee did a great job of just owning the paint. You know, you had the three blocks from Adu, but – it's like the conversations we used to have about Kyle Alexander. Okay, he, he had two or three blocks, but how many other shots did he either affect and, and they, they took and missed because he it was well defended or shots that appeared to be there and then weren't there yeah. and had to be – and they end up kicking back out and missing a three later in the possession or something. That one possession in the second half where Bamos inbounding underneath their own basket, I think we had just gotten a, a – uh, a block call on key and they end up in inbounding it and it looked like they're going to have a layup right at the basket and Adu's guarding the inbounder the the inbounder and he kind of like lobs it in to to the guy and I think maybe Vescovy's guarding him yeah. off a switch and Adu comes off the baseline and just swats it with his left hand like I mean he was cleaning up the garbage last night he was fantastic yeah if he could just consistently yep. do that for us, we could. That would, when you have when your bigs are playing like that, man, it, it just it completely frees up. Uh, it, it takes a lot of pressure off because you're not giving up those cheap baskets inside down low. 
guys are afraid to drive to the rim and they start missing layups. We'll see if they can put it together. I mean, we talked yesterday like you felt it in the air, man. I, I thought Tennessee would play well. We were all puzzled by the betting line on this. Vegas knows. Yeah. They didn't build those big buildings out there in the middle of the desert with, without any profits. No. They know what they're doing out there. They make, they make it billions. A lot of people with the uh, emo hedge last night were, were fine to do it. I stayed away. I've learned some lessons. <laughs> it's like dangling it right there in front of people. Yeah, go ahead and bet on Alabama. Well, I mean, it was – how long has it been since Alabama's been ranked number one in basketball? I, mean, I think that might be a first. Who's their big guy? He's He was he had the dirtiest – I mean, that was – Mediaco. He laid out – He didn't, the they, he didn't the play game. much in the second half. I saw Oates talking about that. He wasn't 100%. Yeah, yeah he that was a – he stuck that hip out there. Yeah, he did. He's a big old kid, and he and he was banged up too. Like you saw oh, yeah. after he he was kind of like limping backwards. Like, oh man, wish I hadn't done that. How many of those guys do you think are legit NBA? I mean, obviously Brandon Miller. Yeah, I don't know Miller. Um, I don't know how good Betty Yako is. We didn't get to see him as much. Uh, that one, the freshman Jaden Bradley, is going to be. He's got a pretty good stroke. Well, he, he, he can't shoot it. He, he's just he's he's their rim attacker. He, he's the guy who just. Like he get to the rim, he he got to the free throw line a bunch on us. Oh, last I'm thinking night. of um, Quinterly. No, Quinterly had a horrible Sears. night. Whoever it was lit us up last night. It was the only guy that really was hitting threes. I mean, yeah, the they they got door. a couple. They they had uh, three, you know, Miller, um, um, Bradley, and there was one other guy they had that was a pretty. Oh, uh, is it Noah? Um, uh, Clowney, Clowney was was a kind of borderline five star type dude. Might have been a five star. So he, he's recruiting well down there. Man, man. They're a good team. Yeah, they're absolutely. They just walked into a buzzsaw, weren't ready with that number one ranking, and they got they didn't have any answers. The story of the game, and we didn't even realize during voluntary reaction that stat. You wonder why Tennessee won? We got what twenty six points off their nineteen turnovers, and they got two off our eight. That's a difference in the game. Yeah. 19 turnovers for Alabama on the night. Lowest scoring output of the season for the Tide. Second lowest shooting percentage of the season for Alabama. They made 35% of their field goals. And the fewest made field goals on the season for Alabama only made 17 shots from the field. Pretty good. Pretty good. See if we can keep it going now. Go up to Rupp. We'll be back in the same boat. You know, if they lose Saturday at Rupp Arena, it's going to be the same vibes that we saw after the Missouri game. That's why I, I don't – I'll tell you what I don't like. If I can nitpick for a little – can I nitpick? Yeah, go ahead. Burnett's who I was talking about. Oh, yeah, he did have a couple big shots for them. Three or four. There, there was Three. one with just a hand in his face, too. Yeah. There, there were a couple of those. Uh, Miller made one with Uros just right in his face, kind of fadeaway three. Yeah, Vescovy hit yeah. one right in Miller's face. I mean, there was some shot making going on, yeah, too. Yeah, there, there was some. That was a high, that was a high level man's game. Yeah. That was that was about as, as good as I've ever seen in the Tommy Bowl as far as just the level of basketball. I mean, I, 
It's hot level, man. Here's what I don't like. I don't like Tennessee's players chirping on social media, kind of clapping back at the haters online. I don't think any good comes from that. I, I get the, I get the inclination to do that. I feel the draw. They, they see the negative comments from Tennessee fans, yeah, online, and Tennessee fans are no different than any other fans who get mad at their teams and their coaches when things aren't going well, particularly when they feel they should be going well. But I saw Ziegler, Vescovy, Adu, like a, a, a couple of guys kind of, hey, if, if, if you weren't with us before, don't be with us now, like that kind of thing. It's like, so they got to have a sticks and stones it's like, kind of attitude. It's like, guys, first, first of all, stones, man. first of all, they're, 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 They'll, they're with you now, and they won't be with you if you lose to Kentucky. Like that's that's just how this goes. Since the dawn of time, nothing's going to change. Just don't pay attention to it. I know it's so hard for it's hard for us as adults not to pay attention to the social media hate. It's super hard for the younger generations, and I, I just think that the best course of action just ignore for, it. Yeah, but for folks who are in the arena. You know, you're when you're when you're in the spotlight like that, the just ignore it. That's that's all you can do, man. Nothing good. You'll feel better. You'll feel good about yourself for like two seconds after you hit the send button, and then that goes away. Yeah, I don't know. You've had a couple over the years that were just masterpieces. Clapbacks. Yeah, you got Weston Franklin one time, really, yeah, but, really but good. I, but, that was funny. But I, I'm nobody. I'm, I'm just some jerk on the radio, I'm just some loudmouth talk radio host. Like, you're, you're an SEC player. You're, you're the guy on TV. You're the guy hoping to go pro and make millions and everything. No, no good comes from arguing with fans online. No. Uh-uh. But that's one step away from getting you a yeah. burner account. Anyway, let's uh, get things rolling here. 865-546-8200. We'll go open lines this hour if you want to jump in on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. 546-8200, our friend Logan Quinton from the 921 podcast. The Pal Panther himself. Baseball starts tomorrow. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be. LQ's all over it. Oh, he'll he'll how hyped up is he going to be? He is all over it. He'll be all jittery. Well. Stay with us. The Drive continues. It's Fan Run Radio. Back with more right after this. The Drive. Linderman Sport. Fan Run Radio. The Drive continues. 105.7 FM, 1340 AM. Streaming online. FanRunRadio.com. Your free Fan Run app. Variety of ways for you to experience the program this afternoon. Russell Bear breaking it down with you to levels that can only be described as beyond scientific. Tennessee taking down number one last night at the arena. Now turning their attention to uh, Kentucky. We'll see if we can get this thing rolling again, man. That's what I'm talking about, Russell. I ain't heard no fat lady. Train keeps her rolling. She ain't singing yet. Keep this train rolling. Greg Polinski. Had the scout last night, according to the ESPN broadcast. Let me tell you, Greg Polinski, you did an outstanding job, my friend. Making a name for himself, man. Like, he's kind of he, – he's the new guy on staff. He's the guy who replaced Mike Schwartz after he got the head coaching job at ECU. He is a longtime college assistant. He 
He was an assistant at Texas in the 80s, an assistant at Bama in the 80s. He was a head coach at Georgia Southern. And then he has extensive experience in the NBA with the Nets and the Pistons. Like That guy has obviously been around the game a lot. And I don't think Rick Barnes would have hired him if he didn't think that he was going to have an impact. And uh, he obviously you know, had, had the scout last night. We'll see. I, I don't know who has it. Saturday for Kentucky, and I'm sure it's a collaborative effort. It's not like all on one guy, but um, hey, hats off. Um, Barnes talked about it in the postgame, said, you know, we, we knew what to do on the screens on the outside and then how to do it on the middle, and, and that was Greg on the on the scout. So that was, that was a big moment for him. Let's hear from Rick Barnes, Tennessee head basketball coach. Thoughts after the game at Thompson Bowling last night. Well, one, we, we, I can't tell you how proud I am of the effort that our guys put into the game for 40 minutes defensively because we won a game against a, a really a number one deserved ranking by Alabama. They've done a great job. Uh, Nate's done a great job with this group of guys. And, uh, but the fact that, again, for 40 minutes, uh, I thought we played really hard the other night and lost a game. But the one thing I can say, I don't think these guys have ever come uh, – disconnected and uh, coach and staff did a terrific job of exactly how we wanted to play their ball screens on the side what we need to do in the middle but just some incredible defensive defensive uh, intensity and effort by a lot of guys there wasn't one guy that went when that game night didn't help us win this game not one guy and uh, just really proud of the effort and uh, and I can tell you and you guys might think I'm crazy after those tough losses, you know, these guys stayed with it. Uh, and like I said, they didn't splinter. They stayed together. And we knew other guys had to step up tonight. And Jemima Shack was terrific defensively. Jonas, Santi, and you look at Santi and Z's numbers, they're outstanding. But just when plays need to be made, players made plays. Oh, Mayshack. What a – That was about as good of a, a defensive oh. exhibition that I've, I've seen put on in there. It's one. Of, it was an all timer. And what was the stat too? Uh, it's he had the highest plus minus of anybody in the game, and he didn't score. Yeah, he didn't score a point. Plus nine. <laughs> that's crazy. On the plus minus. Is that? I mean, that that's got to be a first. Yeah, I mean, if, and that's why I we we all know it, but and we all agree if, if he just any any kind of like semblance six, of an offensive six to game. eight points, man. He'd never leave the floor. He'd probably be our best player. Yeah. Uh, 27 minutes in the game. Uh, what, Brandon Miller and Meshack in the game together for 27 minutes. During those 27 minutes, according to Will Warren, at Stats by Will, 0 of 6 from the field for Miller, four points via the free throw line. Uh, Brandon Miller with Meshack on the bench, 13 minutes. He was 4 of 5 for 11. So he's shooting 80% from the field with Meshack on the bench, 0% from the field with Meshack on the floor. Right. Yeah. That's ball game right there, man. I mean, that tells you all you need to know, right? And you play defense. I mean, I imagine he gets to sit next to Coach Barnes on the trips. Just sit up there next to him. Incredible. Let's get uh, to the phones here. The Big Orange Phillies phone lines, 865-546-8200. Big Josh 
is up first today. What's up, Big Josh? Hey, what's the going on, Russell? Hey, man. <laughs> Good to hear from I, you. Uh, I just not hearing Barnes talk that way. That, that doesn't sound like a Rick Barnes press conference. Uh, you can tell he's pretty thrilled with uh, the way the team plays. I don't know uh, if y'all remember, but that Quinterly, that point guard they have, you remember when they come up here a couple years ago and he just went off? Yeah. Remember that game? I mean, they they abused him last night. I I don't know, man. I just never expected uh, fifty eight points. We throttled I, them, Josh. Throttled. I thought we could hold them to that. I mean, I know they're good on defense, but that may have been all time, Russell, defensive performance. I think you're right. It, it was an all time defensive performance by the Volunteers, and you know, give it up for Ziegler. He was up in. Quinterly's shirt every every minute he was out there uh, he didn't want any he couldn't get any shots off I still can't yeah, believe he's like, I go ahead Byron. I'm sorry the, that one uh my favorite turnover of the game what the hell was he thinking when he tried to throw that no look backwards pass was Ziegler lurking around wasn't that Quinterly that tried to toss that one he had the one where he, at at the end where he tried to go behind his back and Vescovy just Monty. poked it out. And yeah. <laughs> like, well, it, you know you're playing Tennessee, right? Yeah, just take this Globetrotter stuff back home with you, man. It, not flying. What was the atmosphere, Russ? You went to the game, didn't you? Uh, I, I've said several times, Big Josh, it was as good as I've ever seen it in there, man. I mean, it was phenomenal. It was lit. Fans it into lit, it. Uh, it was lit at the house, too. Right? Jay Phillips, he, he had me all riled up. The old lady had to calm me down a few times. But, uh, Jay Bias was doing his thing? Uh, it, he was, man, it, it was like an Alabama love fest. I guess the new number one, you know, they got a script they try to stick to. But I, I watched it uh, this morning. The, the only thing that kind of got me was the, the play where Urosh, where Brandon Miller flopped on Urosh and he threw it up over his head and went in. Yeah, he and wouldn't let that die. That's it, when I got a little hot. It was, like, the biggest flop in the history. Even Flotty Divac, Dennis Rodman, sitting there going, man, that was a flop. And and uh, Bias is like, I don't know about that. I don't know. But like, what's he supposed to do? Like, he's supposed to stand his ground and play defense. It's basketball. He just flopped, man. What are we talking about? Well, shut your well, mouth, dude, boy. Here's the question, question with this team. Are, are we going uh, to capitalize on this, or are we going to – celebrate and just roll into rock and yes, lay another yep. egg i mean we got a saturday's important uh i heard uh barnes had never had less than a split with kentucky since he's been here so yeah i think that's I don't know true if that's accurate or not uh, i but. think i think it is big josh because even the first two years when they were rebuilding tennessee won at home against them so, yeah, I, I mean, we got to keep that going, man. Of all the years to get swept by Kentucky, <laughs> this cannot yeah, be hell, it. I mean, they may not even make a tournament. If they, you know, fall apart here late, who knows? Well, A&M game is going to be a tough game too, right? Yeah, it is. That, but, uh, they're, we, they're, we one, to, they're one game back right now, Big Josh. I mean, they could win the conference championship. They are undefeated in College Station coach. this year, boys. That's going to be a tough – and. You know, they're a cult down there, Josh. That's going to be a wacky, yeah, wacky deal. It'll be like going and playing something at the Branch Division. Yeah, we got to go down there. to the Heaven's Gate folks down <laughs> yeah, there. And David yeah. Koresh will be 
sitting Hitler with Hitler Youth. Hitler Youth's what Philly calls him, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, he's a great coach. That dude they hired. That was a great hire. But anyway, I uh, keep it rolling, Ross. Hey, uh, what about this baseball game? Where can I catch this? I said MLB Network, but I don't get that on YouTube TV. Don't get MLB Network? Not on YouTube what TV you anymore. You, you're living in a spaceship or something, Josh? Your YouTube TV. I, mean, uh, I got a bunch of friends. They just canceled it. Use that. They just canceled it. Ba- Bear and I got the we, – we're still on the cable train, man. We're <laughs> – we're rubbing two sticks together over <laughs> here. It, I, it's it's expensive, but we get all the channels. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, maybe I can get one of them Chinese websites or something. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, y'all hang in there. Go be guns. Hello, <laughs> Big Josh, man. He's what just, a nut. Is it, maybe it's because we're old, but like I just like watching too many. I don't like having to look for your stuff and having stuff like this happen. I I, I want to be able to go home, turn on my TV. And I fully embrace all the technology. I like to tell my remote, Tennessee baseball game. And then it just pulls it up automatically. Yeah, but you know you're paying like 100 bucks a month more than whatever Big Josh is paying. Don't care. I mean, we're not all high rollers like you, Bear. We don't <laughs> ju- we're not all watching the game no. from Scrooge McDuck's vault of coins and money. <laughs> I'm, I'm sh- don't care. Hundred dollars a month here. No, I'll do without something else. Like cable, I put I prioritize the the cable. I I do too, man. I, as I feel far like as I, ex- I don't prioritize income. it. I I just can't cut the cord. I just can't do it. I'm I can't I'm either. Slow to change, but I feel like a moron when I see that text from Comcast every month. Your payment for uh, the roughly the GDP of Cambodia has gone through this month. Oh, no, it'll it'll make you it'll make you hurt. You know when you see it, it's like you you, you feel it right in right in your gut when you look at it. But I, I don't know, and, the, and, and I feel like an idiot when I'm looking for the game and I'm scrolling past the thousand channels I never watch that I know I'm paying for. Maybe we're just dummy. I mean, I watch like five channels. There's max. no maybe about it, man. We're idiots. We're full. We could get that. We we could we could figure it out for less money. I like that DVR too. I'll tell you what, that DVR is pretty good, man. Pretty I good mean, stuff, Rush. Like I watched, you know, I could have DVR'd the game last night, but I ended up watching it on my phone while I was doing other stuff today. I was actually at uh, getting the car worked on, sitting there watching the game on my, on my phone. I'll pull it up anyway on ESPN Plus. And I'll tell you what, man. Anybody else have this experience? If you go back and rewatch it on ESPN Plus. They got one commercial. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. I don't even know what it's for because I end up, you know, hitting the plus 10, plus 10, plus 10, plus 10 to fast forward through it. Yeah. It's like it's some drug for women with eczema or something. And there's this guy in a red Speedo in it at some point who yeah. doesn't need to be in a red Speedo. I swear to God, man. And they play that one commercial during every commercial break of the game. And so, like, by the fifth time you see it, you're like, oh, my God, there's a red Speedo guy. Like, you're getting physically mad yeah. as you fast forward through it. And then, of course, at the end of the game, when you're just like, oh, man, come on, let's get this over with. You made it this far. You're going to see You're going to watch the whole thing. Like, they take more commercial breaks, right, because people are calling timeouts. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing red Speedo guy over and over and over again. 
Got on my nerves a little bit. Sounds like it. 865-546-8200. Your number to get on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Coming up, hour number two, Logan Quinton joins in studio with us. His appearance will be brought to you by our friends at Crumble Cookies. I wonder what Logan's I feel like you're late bringing. to work. You don't. If you like oh, to you, work, you don't. You don't get to share. You gonna you gonna make Marcus just sit there and watch us eat the crumble cookies? It's crossed my mind. I don't. I don't eat them that a whole lot. If, what I do, I bogart. Like I never take any of them. Unless, yeah, you're weird. Unless the banana pudding or the banana bread one you, comes you, in. You you find whatever you think is the best one and then just grab it and like won't let anybody else have any. Yeah. So selfish. It's I rude. give you all the other five. That's fair. No, it's not fair. Fair is sharing. You share with your friends. Hey, you share. Not, I'm going to take the best one and you guys can't have any. No, that's the epitome of not fair. Anyway. Yeah, but it's more cookie for you. You you don't, don't sell me. I'm not an idiot. I might pay for cable, but... You're not selling me it's on something you yourself you. don't. You don't believe that. You don't care about that. You just want what you want. You don't care about me and what I get. Don't try and sell I mean, me. How often on, do I? I'm very rarely do I ever go to the front of the line on anything, except for these, <laughs> except for these cookies. <laughs> uh, Conjo Martin finds that hilarious. <laughs> Butch finds it mildly amusing. Stay with us. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. The Drive. Barnes' defense is sexy. Indeed it was. Want some more of it. Think we put it on Kentucky like that? It, I think, I don't. We ain't getting that whistle. We, we got a nah, good whistle last you night. You ain't getting that whistle in Lexington. No. But I would definitely put, I had some thoughts on that. But it's like, you know, Meshack had three fouls. Uh, Adu got up to four. You don't worry about them fouling out. It's just like if you foul out, you foul out. Like we yeah. we worry about Ziegler fouling out. We worry about Vescovy fouling yeah. out. You can you lose Adu or even Meshack. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, you just keep going. And now the the problem becomes: does Kentucky shoot ninety percent from the free throw line and and make twenty free throws on you? And that can that can have an impact, obviously. But um, I think like. It- I'm hoping he'll start Meshack Saturday. I want him on Antonio Reeves. Well, and what do you, what do you do? I mean, when and then you just you gotta Phillips try and, and Triple keep J Wallace. come back. I mean, you can't play all these guys. You you gotta you. We can't let Reeves do what he did last time. Reeves is who beat us. 
He went off. Like 18, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was so weird. It was so weird. Yeah, but I, I would take, take Reeves out of it. The big thing, you know, who are you going to put on case? And- <laughs> well, his ears must have been burning. Let's get uh, TJ, the Kentucky fan, in here next. What's up, TJ? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, first off, congratulations on a uh, awesome win. I didn't <clears throat> watch all of it. I watched the first half, but then flipped over to the Kentucky game. But, uh, hey, man, that was uh, the first half was actually pretty exciting. It was. I mean, you guys had uh, you guys had a thriller down there in Stark Vegas yourselves. And now all of a sudden, I mean, you got. Here's the other thing about Kentucky is you guys are fighting for your lives, right? I mean, you guys are desperate for this win, and not just because it's Tennessee, it's a rival or whatever. Like you guys are trying to get in the tournament. Honestly, I'm I'm going to uh, go the opposite direction. Uh, last night, with you guys beating Alabama and us beating Mississippi State and Texas A&M beating Arkansas, no Auburn, whoever Texas A&M beat, we went from one quad win to three quad wins uh, for our resume. So I don't think Tennessee is necessarily a win or die. Now, obviously, if we win and beat a top ten team, that would absolutely be incredible. I think the more important games are the ones after Tennessee against the teams who are not ranked. Now, if you go 4-0 against those teams, I think you're in. If you go 2-2, two and two, yeah. yeah, you can go to the NIT. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. It's not a death blow to your tournament chances if you lose to Tennessee Saturday, but it would really help, TJ. You know, you know Cal wants this one, a chance to sweep. Everybody's been telling him Rick Barnes has his number and all that stuff. Chance to sweep. The Deacon beat Tennessee twice, pretty much put you in a really good position to seal up a tournament bid. Kentucky wants this one. You ain't fooling us trying to lull us to sleep into a false sense of security. We fell for that once, TJ. It's not happening again. <laughs> I think I did call you before the game. The day before the game was like, Tennessee's going to beat us by 30. But, um, you know, that's the thing with Cal that I think I really saw it last night that has changed about him. Used to, he would step on a team's throat. I mean, you look at the UCLA game in 2015 when they were up like 49 to 13 at halftime, ended up winning by like 40 or 50. He would do it to Rick Patino. He would do it to Coach K if they played in the Classic. We were up 13 last night, and he just took the air out of the ball. Case uh, and Wallace would just dribble at the top of the key until 10 seconds left and then try to drive and dish and that's one thing I've noticed about Cal now. He doesn't try to just kill you. He just wants to win. Well, I mean, do you, do you think he has the players to to kill you anymore? I mean, I, I don't see Anthony Davis and Kid no, Gilchrist and John, John Wall, Wall walking through those doors. Yeah, definitely. Next year, I think I know we yeah, do it all the time. So does Tennessee football fans. You know, next year, wait till next year. I get it. <laughs> But, you know, I think next year, the guys that are coming in, I think it's more of the athletic, long, tall, fast guys that he likes. Uh, Before I get off here, um, you know, it's a tight-knit family, military family. I love it. Um, But I tell you what, I hate flying on Blackhawks. And I just want to send out uh, my thoughts and prayers um, to those Tennessee National Guard family members. Uh, And if – I don't know, I haven't listened to the entire show, but a, a Tennessee Air National Guard Blackhawk went down yesterday and both oh, no. pilots 
uh, perished. Um, oh, so, I've not seen that. Where did that uh, happen? You know, it happened in Huntsville, Alabama, but <sighs> they were stationed out of Tennessee. Oh, man, so, helicopters um, are dangerous. Yeah, I, I, man, I try not to ride on those things anytime I, any chance I get, but, um, but my thoughts and prayers are out to them and, and the Tennessee Air National Guard. Y'all have a good one, man. Thank you, TJ. You as well as uh, Kentucky had to hold on. They won by three at Mississippi State last night. Florida beat Ole Miss 79-64, but it might have been a Pyrrhic victory for the Gators. As, Why is that? Uh, Colin Castleton, I think, broke a bone in his hand. He's going to be out Ooh. for a long time. Yeah. Ouch. I don't think they're a tournament team anyway at 14 and 12, 7 and 6 in the league. No. I think they're pretty much going to have to win the SEC tournament to make it, but that will that will put a damper on Todd Golden's first season in Gainesville. Sure will. I, I I'm not what? I hope Castleton team gets better. I'm not going to act like I'm sad that Florida's trending down in basketball yet again for another season. And uh Texas A&M and talked about them earlier. I mean, the the quietest championship run maybe in SEC basketball history. The Aggies are eleven and two now, just one game back of Alabama, and I, I think they play like at the the very end of the season. Like basically, that that could be a championship game, regular season championship game. They win sixty two to fifty six against Arkansas, who you know you thought they were turning a corner and getting Nick Smith back, and now it's two losses in a row for the Hogs. They're six and seven in the league. They ain't going to make it. Into the tournament? No. I, I mean, not not with a losing record in it, the in SEC play. No. I, I thought they were – they had started playing better. I mean, what the hell? I mean, they went up to Kentucky and uh, – Well, they're also one of the only teams with a quad three loss. I was looking at that earlier today. I, I, I don't know who they lost to, but somebody terrible. We've got like a really good when it comes to that, don't we? We've got four quad two losses. But we've got we've got a lot of quad one wins. A lot right? of quad one wins. I think they're like six and three in quad one games, something like that. Pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, you got to feel a lot better about the Arkansas game coming up here in a couple of weeks. That that was kind of looking like and now you just never this league, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. And if you are chiseling in a win over Kentucky this Saturday, you're crazy. You're insane. You might pencil it in. You might kind of, and I would do it lightly as well. It's going to be a really hard game, man. They're going to be up for it. They're playing for, I mean, a win over Tennessee is bragging rights extraordinaire for, for them. Plus, it pretty much punches their ticket to the tournament. A lot riding on. They, they have more riding on it than we do. Playing in in their home crowd, national TV, and all that stuff. Tennessee's so walking into a Hornets Saturday. Oh, Saturday! I thought we were still talking about A and M. No, I'm talking about Kentucky, man. Oh yeah, A <laughs> and M's in. I like, don't have to do anything. They're good. They're playing for seeding at this point. But Kentucky Wildcats are 17 and nine, fourth in the SEC. I mean, they're they're on the right side of the bubble right now, but they got some work to do. They got some work to do. Win over Tennessee, though, would be a giant step in the right direction for them. 
feel like we really uh, we really need to go up there and I, I I hate putting that on anybody, but put it on them, man. It's like it's go time. Uh, you've been through some ups and downs and everything. What do you think the the NCAA tournament is? If not, do you think pressure you like think you fair can't for us possibly to put it imagine on the, on, on, on the fellas? It's, it's we not really need it's, to win this game, guys. Fair, fair's got nothing to do with it. It's just this is what it is. Like if if you're going to go on a run in the NCAA tournament, then you have to become accustomed to dealing with pressure. Yes, there's a lot of pressure on you. It's a hostile environment. Saturday is hard. It's going to be you. You are going to have to show that you can do hard things. But that's what the tournament is. That's what the tournament is. Like you're not. There's no scenario where you get a cakewalk in the NCAA tournament. People talk about, oh, the year we had Loyola Marymount, like it, the the C's part. No, they didn't. What are you talking? It's the NCAA tournament. Just because you're playing a lower seeded game and you have a easier path does not mean it's easy. It's easier. Right? You have to be able to play under extreme pressure with a lose and go home mentality. That's what it is. So go ahead and embrace it. Like don't don't shy away from it. Do it now. Get some pra- uh, practice at it so that you'll be prepared for the moment when it, it inevitably comes. Boy, I butchered that. Stay with us. Guess I'm doing the top four at four. Mark is taking a sweet time. Maybe we will ban him from the crumble cookies when they get here. I'm telling you, it's man. An outrage. Listen to me more often, dude. Stay with us. Famous last words. Hour number two of The Drive coming up.